Hey folks, before we get started, I just want to say that we had trouble, or I had trouble, uh, editing the opening. We had some weird audio overlaying, like recording over itself. So I just uh, had to scrap the opening, but it was just it was just the intros. Uh, I introduced myself, Brog introduced himself, then our guest is Ben Eastman. He is an attorney and a, and a board game maker, tabletop game maker, uh, and we'll go from here. So yeah, Ben, uh, you chose this album for us, which is uh, yeah. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, so this is uh, something to write home about. Uh, the Get Up Kids uh, second Get Up Kids full length, uh, Vagrant Records. Um, it is perhaps my guiltiest pleasure. Um, <laughs> it came out when I was in high school, uh-huh. and I rapidly devolved into listening to hardcore punk and like folk punk and all these other things and i'm like oh man all these other horrible emo things circa 2003 are terrible and then people be like well what's your favorite record and i'll be like well you know (laughs) something to write home about it i think head up kids is probably first on my list um so just it's just something ridiculous and people be like oh oh okay then uh like i I don't like any of this email stuff but you know what i do like you know what my number one album is (laughs) Alkaline Trio or such sellouts because they sold a Vagrant, but or they signed a Vagrant, but you know, uh, Get Up Kids are pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's like saying I'm not really a dairy product fan. Like I, I I'm dairy, I'm a lactose intolerant, but you know what I do like? You know what my favorite food is mac and cheese. I I, I, I was literally going with the exact same dairy analogy, but my example was going to be some ice cream with just pour some milk on top of it. Just just drown that ice cream in some milk for me. I can't believe that we went to the same place. Emo is like dairy, uh, if you think about it, and if you don't. Yeah, it's it's it is definitely you have the cheesy analogy there. <laughs> this is uh, bad. So, so uh, this was not for me. Uh, this is not the Get Up Kids album that I got into, uh, mostly because my brother had given me a copy of Guilt Show, uh, which is their fifth album. Their Ooh. Fourth full length, I think. Yeah. Um, on a, which I, I think it was on a wire. Uh, it was four minute mile, something right home about on a wire and guilt show, and then yeah. they broke up. Yeah, and they have like a shit ton of uh, EPs that you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Gu- uh, guilt show was the was the one that I got into. But I still like I'd listened to like I'd heard of the the singles quote unquote uh, from this like holiday. Uh, I'm a loner, Dottie, and. Uh, Oh, that other song that I can't remember the name of right at this minute. Um, uh, there's uh, I'll Catch You, which yeah. is a pretty... I mean, I don't know if it was a single necessarily, but apparently but they, they, Mark from Link-182 used it to propose to his wife. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's got some strange cred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this was this is like I didn't get into this one until later, um, and you can clearly see how many bands were just like yeah we heard Get Up Kids before like at like post like nineteen ninety nine they were just like like listening to this I was like oh Motion City sound you can hear like Motion City soundtrack and like well like and even going along like uh, early Jimmy Eat World stuff where this kind of this sort of uh, emo lines up with um they sound very similar 
Uh, Brock. Yes. What did you think? I have always enjoyed this album. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, the revisit while. Uh, was uh, a mixed bag for me. Um, I, I will say that there's a, a, a thing that is a, a bit of a bugaboo for me about uh, Get Up Kids in general uh, is is something about, and and I, I alternate between appreciating this and not enjoying this, uh, and I remembered it when I went to see uh, the Get Up Kids at three in the afternoon on a Friday a few weeks ago, uh, where I was basically the only That's one on. in a large stadium. I sent Terrence photos, and that was Ben. That was it was it was it was it was a number of months ago actually, because Ben was like, "Hey, when can we do Get Up Kids?" And like, I got to go to this show first, and then it's like, I don't know, I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> um, it, the the mixing of of the keyboards in the songwriting is so strange to me because, uh, like. Almost all my favorite songs here have this sort of Motion City soundtrack, sort of like the keyboard takes the like main riff and like the guitars right. do their thing. And then there's stuff. And then like in, in other parts of the song, like the, you know, uh, under choruses and stuff or, or verses like the they fill out the layers with with this other inst- interesting instrumentation, which is why every band should have a keyboard because it keeps it from being just some dumb guitars. Uh, but like you can go for like three or four songs and like not hear a keyboard part uh, in, especially in, in like the live shows or, or in, in some of the more modern albums. And this one, uh, I really appreciate that. Like almost every song really rocks that keyboard. Uh, that keyboard is just front and center on stuff. And I was like, why did they ever move away from this? I mean, I know you want a more diverse sound and you, you have songs that you're like, you know what? That doesn't need a, a, a riffing, uh, Casio 80s thing going on here and that's fine uh but I I also like some of the lyrics and stuff uh it it is that thing where I'm like well I I'm not sure what I identify with here anymore and and if I do or not and I was like oh yeah I, I threw on a music video or two uh from the album and it was a, a reminder like oh they were actual get up kids at the time like they are tiny children uh, but at the same time, uh, I also watched the video uh, for action. Matt Pryor, and action. three feet tall. Yeah, they, <laughs> uh-huh. in, in the video for action and action, uh, which is the most '90s uh, MTV video ever, but also seems like it's way too late to be doing this bullshit. Uh, it's it's just them actively bullying and at some points shoving a nerd girl. For no reason, except the fact that she wants to study and they're being loud, but they're also like all dating the same girl in the building, a different girl. And she goes to complain to them and she's and that girl's like, they're not my fucking boyfriends, but they are. Uh, and then they go back to that, just like shoving this, this this girl, which I'm just like today. Like no, it, she looks like a cast exactly member from Big Bang Theory. And I'm just like, why? You couldn't do this. <laughs> this look, this sounds exactly like uh, 1999 to me. <laughs> Yeah, but you, I, why were we shoving hot nerd girls in lockers? It seems weird. It seems like the sort of thing that, like, if, if, even if, even if because fucking Weezer had done this, like, they would have been like, excuse me, time out. Brock. This is unacceptable. No, you're giving too much credit to Weezer. What uh, uh, to, to Weezer's fans. <laughs> what I was going to say is, isn't shoving hot nerd girls in lockers and being horrible to them possibly the best exemplification of, like, early aughts emo just like being horrible to people I, I, who are supposed to be nice to you or like who you're supposed to love i mean it is but also like i, I mean oh, okay so you kind of hit it there isn't action and action supposed to be like a song about his dad uh 
I am trying to remember that. I think I, you're. I think I, you're putting. I think you're putting too much thought into a music video from 1999. It, and and that's what it is. It's it's one of those I'm things on. where like definitely like 20 people pitched or like just one dude that was their friend and he was like, I got this idea and it'll be great. And they're like, Sure, we trust you. And then they filmed it and it's like, Well, yeah, you already spent the money, but I'm not sure because they're. It's got the least amount right of comments the on it, song. They're means. not ever in the same room with um, the girl. This that album is so much older until, than like they genius. Shove her out of a window and it's like. Okay, okay. Like, I can see how you shot for a weekend, and you were like, I'm not sure what this is all going to be, but I think it's going to be fun. And then it turns out it's not as fun as you thought. Uh, like, and- like it, it just sounds like, uh, it sounds like they were like, oh, this is, yeah, like you said, it's going to be fun, like, just dicking around in this video. <laughs> and then it's not. Yeah. It's not fun. So, I don't know, that part, the, the, it, it, I, would, I almost wouldn't have brought it up, but it feels like it exemplifies... Uh, sort of the thing that we get to experience in going back to revisit these things. We're like, I never knew that that was a problem. Or like, this song uh, did not age well. And that video, I'm just like, boy, howdy. I'm surprised that they didn't like file a, a copyright takedown notice on themselves to get it off of YouTube. Like, it is it is of a time and of an embarrassment that you would think that they would want to distance themselves from. But maybe that's me. Uh, <laughs> maybe it wasn't. Nope. Was it on their like official channel or... Because it could have just been. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sure somebody. I, I think it was somebody's rip of it or something. But it's it's fine. It's it's done. It We're done talking about the action and action video. We don't have to come back to it. <laughs> uh, I'm, thing, I'm, surprised I'm surprised they made it uh, that we covered video of this the full at all. Back before we ever did the Get Up Kids. Would you say? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I may be having some issues yeah. with uh, connect uh, connectivity issues. Um, I was just saying that it's. No. I, it sounds like we're good now. I suspect there was just a hiccup there. Um, okay. But I, I was just saying I'm surprised cool. that uh, they did a, a music video for this at all. Like apparently the owner of Vagrant had to borrow and take a loan out from his his parents who put a second mortgage on the house to put this record out. What? Jesus. Yeah. That's that's uh, surprising. Uh, it was. I mean, it was ninety nine. Um, like emo hadn't broke, if you will. Right. Yeah, this was two years before uh, Bleed American. Before everyone was just like, "Oh, let's get all these emo bands out here to uh, <laughs> to do a." Thing. You write sad songs. We'll put out your record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when. Uh, that's when a lot of crap came out. Terrence, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this album? I like this album. Uh, once I, I still last week we did um, we did uh, Sunny Real Estate, and I think I, I had the same problem of like, man, this is kind of like the last two tracks like just felt like or, or there there needs to be some like pruning somewhere. Which this is, I mean, this album's forty five minutes long. It's not that long, but um, I, I do feel like a lot of albums from this era. Uh, get too long in the tooth, where it's just like you could have cut a track here or there, but overall, it's I I still like it. It's not something I would find myself going back to listen to all the time. There's probably there's like a few songs on here where I'm just like, yeah, I would. I, there's like four songs I would go back and uh, like put on a mix or whatever, but it's not something, not something that I would actively just like. I'm gonna put this on all the time, or I'm getting in the car and I need something to listen to. Let's. Let's put on something to write home about. 
It's a it's a it's a very Big Brothers album. Like uh, like you would hear you would hear from your friend's brother's room, or like your you would hear this is this is something that a lot of bands covered. I I feel like so. this would be a, a little brother's album, but that might be the year or two of difference in age between us. I I was about to yeah. say the same thing. Like I remember hearing Ten Minutes on college radio when I was in the ninth grade or something like that. Um, just like, oh, this is a really great song. And, but, you know, I was in the ninth grade and figuring out what music was. So I would, you know, maybe. I'm, <laughs> you, you sound like you're stepping back from your own choice here today. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I really do enjoy this record. Uh, I, I will, to give, I guess, to give my review of it right now, it's, uh, it's something I look back at nostalgically, but I'll, I mean, I'll also put on, I'll skip a couple of tracks, but generally I, like, I, I will put this on at work about once every three months or so and just, and just listen to it while I, while I, uh, churn out some work. Um, uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say uh, this this is a very nostalgic sounding album, um, and I, I feel like this is a good in for people who want to understand like what uh, what late nineties like second wave emo sounded like. Yes, like, uh, yes, 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 like, yes, yes. <laughs> like you can you can get this to them, and then you can break off to like Braid and uh, and uh, the Promise Ring and stuff like that. Like like here, start off with this, and then if you like it, here are other bands that either go slightly uh, slightly different directions and sound sort of similar. Um, and, like, and it, like it, it is what I've always liked point. about the Get Up Kids is that it, you know it has this sound, and it's got the poppiness and the keyboards and and the stuff that draws me into to the more pop punk side of things. Uh, and then the lyrically, it has it has that that good content that I want the 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 pain. Give me that pain, make daddy feel again. Um, <laughs> but it also like the singer always surprises me, and I, I I think I'd forgotten it when I went to see them. Like, oh, he really has like uh, he he's leaning towards hardcore in his voice at all times. And like these are the sort of songs that if it's a Weezer song, somebody would be singing them or like sighing or drifting away in their lyrics, and he's very present it feels present and it feels like it could go uh, harder at any second (laughs) i mean he sounds i I, I think in the same vein uh saves the day was also somewhat somewhat similar where you have like the saves the day kids came up in the the, like the long island hardcore scene so his uh the way that chris Connolly, i think his name is uh uh the way like his first way he sings in the first two records is completely different than what the way he sings in stay what you are which is also sort of where i stopped listening to saves the day me me too uh we have talked about that before um but yeah i i really like because uh, he he went on to do he has a side project uh like a folk side project called uh, the new amsterdam's and he also released a solo album and uh his voice his voice is very different from a lot of like you don't his voice is very like that's matt Pryor's voice like when you hear his voice you can pick it mm-hmm. out um, which is another thing that I like about the Get Up Kids, where their sound was uh, 
was unique enough and I didn't feel like a lot of their songs bled into each other like it didn't it didn't feel just like we made an album like in it's like back to front it sounds all the same like I mean it's it's one genre but it uh like there was there was enough difference between each song where you can like this is all of this whatever whatever this is could be a single or you can give this to anybody to listen to we made a carefully curated mixtape of all of our songs right yeah that's what i like about it i like that a lot that's a really good summary of what this is yeah and like uh what i talked about last week on um when we were talking about uh Sunday Day Real Estate, like, a lot of that stuff just kind of bled together and uh, could have been cut out and all this other stuff, and... But, what can you do? It didn't bleed together, it bled American, sir. <laughs> that's Jimmy World, that's next week. Um, and that's not even the right album. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I like that you tried, I like that you tried to keep correcting to, all the way up the ladder. To, I'm, I'm gonna get this right, we're gonna do it, um, I was looking at their the Wikipedia page for this album, and like favorable scores from a lot of a lot of different places. Uh, the low, like the second lowest I see is Spin, which gave it a six out of ten. Can you guess what Pitchfork gave? Uh, it? What did I think it's three. <laughs> gave it a two, and I was like, what does what does Pitchfork's like? Like, what is their scale of, like... Would, would you what, like to what know, would make would a you good like to know how things work at the Pitchfork office? Uh, is it, does it suck? Oh, it, it, it really sucks. <laughs> uh, it's owned it, by Condé Nast, apparently. It, it was, uh, yeah, I in Chicago, I, I was there in the mid-aughts, really wanted to work there. Uh, and uh, the way that things would go... Uh, is that uh, the editor would come downstairs in the morning. Uh, everyone would gather around in a circle. They'd put on a couple of albums, and everyone in the circle would just sort of talk over the albums, making fun of it, no matter what it fucking was. And at the end of it, uh, they'd pick somebody and be like, you write this one up. Uh, so, like, no one ever seemed to fucking listen to the albums. <laughs> Uh, and then around the same time, uh, a a cursive album came out, and I remember them giving. Uh, they I wasn't there for this. A friend was there for this, but they were like, "We have to take points off the score because uh, Saddle Creek didn't advertise with us uh, this year." Uh, and so anything that I ever what? anything that I ever believed in, then I was like, "I really want to go work there." I was like, "Though okay, I that 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 second one that could have that's." It's from a person that I mostly trust. I I believe that that is what happened there because I've heard that that happens lots of other places. It's just weird that they let one of the interns hear it. I just, uh, yeah, that place. Uh, I I I when I first got into music writing and stuff like when somebody gave me my my first uh, Klosterman in two thousand three and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do forever. It only took about a year or two for me to completely burn out on that and be like, oh. You know that this sort of journalism doesn't exist unless you're at Rolling Stone, and even then, it might look like this. Maybe I don't want to do that. So yeah, yeah. I, I have, I, I, I almost completely and forever cut Pitchfork out of my life at that point, which was weird because that was 
early days of internet and music journalism, and I think I read every review that they wrote for like three or four years, and it was just like, yeah, 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 this is everything to me, and like all of this is so good. And then one day it just turned off. I was like, oh, I've, I've, it is the ultimate seeing the sausage get reviewed story. Uh, yeah, there's just no coming back from that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that they gave it a two. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Doghouse was advertising with them that year. Um, the the Doghouse was the record label that uh, the Get Up Kids split with somewhat anonymously uh, before recording this one. Just mm. like, oh, oh yeah, uh, they it. sold out. Fuck them. <laughs> Two. <laughs> But I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the artists that are that are on or that were on Doghouse. I'm like, oh, okay, no, I, I recognize these names. Um, no one in the emo uh, record industry world would ever be petty. I don't understand the joke you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should do an episode at some point, uh, which is just uh, we should have like uh, Dan back on, uh, who we we had on previously, who's also a lawyer, and just uh, just do a roundup of all the really fucking awful bitter uh like legal <laughs> nonsense shit that's happened uh in 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 this genre yeah victory records roundup yeah you, i wasn't gonna say it. i wasn't gonna no, say it by name i like victory but i know what they've done the world, we all know what they've done <laughs> the world the world's longest podcast oh, victory oh so i grew up in uh, syracuse new york and uh victory put out the first couple earth crisis records and uh, I don't, I know people have strong opinions about Earth Crisis that aren't great. Um, they are one of the reasons why I saw a lot of bands I really like. So uh, it, it comes with a grain of salt there. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, I'll, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, um, I always, I always reach this point in the podcast where I'm just like, what, what else can we talk about in this for this album? Like this album, the album's good. Like I, I feel like the album doesn't lean too far into the uh, uh, what we were talking about when like Jimmy Eat World blew up of just like bands coming out of the woodwork of uh, of of making like terrible music, like like leaning too far into like. Uh, uh, petty emotions like like a lot of this a lot of this feels like um feels realistic instead of just like 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 somebody wrote this because of something they went through and not somebody wrote this because uh because they needed an album out uh whenever like like Matt Pryor's Matt Pryor's singing and the lyrics work well together to to someone actually being emotional instead of just like, man, I'm pissed about this girl, man. <laughs> I like the, I always like when you say it that way, because it's like, I'm complaining to a man about a woman, but I also want him to do something. Come on, man. Where's <laughs> that girl? And it's like, yeah, a lot of emo music is that <laughs> like, you, like, man, you know, you know how it is. Chicks, dude, man, guy, like this feel, this feels like, uh, this feels like what Weezer wanted to sound like, uh, but 
you brought what what was the quote you said last week that, that Weezer is nerds playing or want to be nerds playing something? Oh yeah, Def Leppard. It, yeah, it's that uh, Weezer pretend to be uh, nerds that are playing heavy metal music, but they're actually heavy metal. Uh, they're they're Van Halen pretending to be nerds. <laughs> which which this is like. The Get Up Kids are clearly nerds. Like you could look at the Get Up Kids and just like, oh yeah, we we understand. Like or listen to listen to any of their side projects. Like listen to Reggie and the Full Effect. And you couldn't tell me that James Louise isn't a huge nerd. Um, and that's that's one of the things I think holds up better. Uh, like this this era of emo holds up better than than sort of some of the stuff that came out of it uh, afterwards. Which I which I still appreciate. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like there's less. Like as you're saying, there's less pretense to this record. It's. Um, I having gone through and having read the lyrics on it, it feels sort of like this is a record written by a band that's on the road and dealing with relationships with friends and family and girlfriends while they're spending months on the road at a time in a van um and just a lot of it is some some of it might not hold up perfectly to that analogy but it's uh it's it it has a realness to it that uh i feel like a lot of bands didn't uh like like uh, it, it reminds me like lyrically it reminds me of stuff like um like uh, American football and motion city soundtrack where, like I said, it sounds like a person wrote it and not like, not like a dude. (laughs) And when I say, when I say, when I say a dude, like I I have a very specific kind of guy that like I've talked about it before. Like I've, I've known bands like local bands in the area and like, you know, that guy, like he, (laughs) you, you pray that your girl, your your female friends don't date him because something horrible is going to happen. Right. Yeah. There, something bad is going to happen. He's going to write some shitty song and she's going to get some reputation because some guy doesn't, doesn't, uh, know how to act in a relationship. Like, like the relationship, the relationships they sing about in the song feel like a two sided mm. thing instead of, instead of a, like one guy, like, uh, I was thinking when I was listening to this, I was thinking of, uh, 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 we'll see, we'll see each other when we're both not so emotional or that's not the name of the song, but that's like one of the lyrics from, uh, from American football where it's just like, Hey, we're both, <laughs> we're both shitty right now. Like, let's take some time off and not yell at each other <laughs> do we want to say anything about the arc of of, of the get up kids as our first get up kids album cover here uh what we think that they mean to emo or what they've meant to any of us i th- i think they're like i said this is a good this is a good album to like start somebody off with emo um this and jimmy world uh jimmy world's clarity um i think are good like of the of the arc of them from 1999 to 2004 when they when they broke up i think this is a good uh before they got back together of course um but i i do think they're important um to to the whole landscape of of the genre yeah uh i would say this is probably 
If you if you gave this record to somebody in 2018 now and had them listen to it, it sounds pretty. Oh, you know, this is this is what emo from the from 2001 to like 2008 sounded like. Um, but it's it's not yeah. it's not that it's archetypical. It's like. I don't know. Uh, let me draw back into my uh, nerdy bag of tricks. It's like claiming that uh, claiming that Lord of the Rings is is very straightforward. No, it's not. It's it, it is it defined the genre. Everyone else is copying it. Um, you go you go right. here. Uh, you go listen to this album. You start off. You have some of the harder pop punk, like the pick slide in uh, that opens up the album. Still kills me. Like that's probably one of the reasons why you know I was like, oh, I don't like. I don't like dairy, but uh, I do like mac and cheese. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I hate emo. I hate alkaline trio, which I I don't anymore. I actually quite like them. But uh, but oh yeah, get up, kids! Like here, you have you have to listen to this record. Um, but you also get, uh, as I think Brock was talking about, you get the you get the keyboard parts, which are interesting. You get the acoustic songs that are interesting. On these, something like I think like uh, twelve. Tr- uh, oh, you get the anthemic chorus in uh, co- close to home, um, which is probably I, I I was listening to randomly about three years ago, and I think I always turned it off after the tenth song, and then I realized just how good that was. Um, but you, anywhere you look on this album, you can see sort of the the tentacles of what emo became uh, coming out of it. Um, so it's, right. I mean, sometimes people like, if you focus too much on one of those things, I think that's where a lot of later emo comes up and winds up being just kind of boring. Um, Thursday, uh, Thursday's full collapse right. was kind of like this with, in my mind for post hardcore, um, where you, uh, yeah. where all of a sudden the scene was full of bands that wanted to sound like Thursday. Um, it's just like, oh, uh, <laughs> Mine included. I, I, I'm going to skip this band <laughs> because I've listened to their first thong, song, and I know they're a Thursday clone, and I've listened to two of them this week already. Um, <laughs> they're still coming. Yeah, uh, I mean, at least it, at least now it's not like fresh off the heels of this album, but uh, uh, I mean, also at that time, th- I, I, I enjoyed some portions of full collapse um post hardcore was always a little too noodly for me i like uh i like a nice concise one to three minute song a lot of times um i like noodles see that's our difference (laughs) (laughs) i i meant i meant that in his terms not like i just wanted to Sure, the new. I like noodly guitar <laughs> shit. Like, sorry, I, just, I realized it sounded I like, like I was making the, the worst like good, fucking uh, joke. <laughs> I like a good facile and uh, uh, Barack. How does how does how does this how does this? I had a word and I lost it like halfway through the sentence. We how are does doing it stick so good how does today. It stick to your bones. How does it stick to my bones like a good broth? Um, it is. Uh, it is a good album. I like it. I. I'm happy to revisit it. I, I, I feel like this reminded me. It, it's been a while trying to put my finger on what a, is is become less interesting to the the get up kids over time. I was like, oh, the further we move from this, the further I move from what I came here for. Uh, and and it's fine for a band to evolve and change, and I I love that. And 
they just have evolved and changed in a different direction and like maybe it just isn't I have I haven't sunk as much time in so maybe it's just me being shitty and and not having the time to do that, that anymore we'll see when somebody else comes up to us later and is like hey I want to do a more modern get up kids album and we both do a little bit of a sigh and then we're like uh, we will do that and then we <laughs> learn from our mistakes that it's actually quite good um no I I like this a lot uh it's a great album it's an album of a time um it I, I feel like I may, I may have been too harsh on it earlier. There aren't uh, there aren't really any full songs here that I'm like that the the politics of that or the the emotions behind it are gross. Now it, there's there's little lines here and there that I'm like it's not the best, but like it's rock music. I I don't know what I'm right. trying to expect from a band in 1999 to do differently here. Um, right. It is a good album, and I and and just like you said, it's a. It's a good line in and it's just a it's a it's a fun nice album and it, it does a lot of it it is a great it is a great uh, point for a second wave emo uh, a really easy way to show somebody what that is and uh I I enjoyed going back to this and I appreciate Ben coming on and suggesting we do. Uh so w- may, I, if since it sounds like we're getting towards the end what albums would you recommend to people more like let's say in the past five years or so that if they like something to write home about what would you recommend people take a listen to in the in the realm of emo or something else i haven't dug into a lot of uh more recent emo at least like in the past five years probably probably like 10 ish years not even 10 like probably eight, like like okay. eight to five like stuff like there 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 and uh and um the world is a beautiful place and i'm no longer afraid to die uh algernon caldo waller however you say that band's uh, ca- name cattle wall um, cattle which, waller Kettle of water. It's Welsh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a long name. Um, so stuff like that, like um, which like some of those bands kind of lean more towards like uh, American football side of things. But um, but I, I would suggest stuff like that to for for modern day, and they're still around. I'm sure there's bands that you could find. Um, uh, Pity Sex uh, is a good is a good band that I would suggest, but I, I didn't, I, I've kind of fallen off of emo just because I don't know. I have no, I have no qualms with it, but, uh, but the, yeah. but yeah. Yes. Brock, any thoughts? Go on. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe one that, uh, it's, it's a, it's a smaller band and, and this is how small the band is. When I got into vinyl, I went on to Discogs and tried to buy a copy of their, their album on vinyl and somebody agreed to meet me in a Denny's parking lot near my house and sell me a copy. <laughs> and the person who sold me a copy was in that band, uh, which I love. Uh, but they're called your enemy's friends. Uh, and uh, there's a, like a three guitar plus keyboard, hardcore ish band, or at least definitely leaning hardcore with, uh, and uh, they were around, they must be six, seven years gone now at this point. But a lot of the uh, keyboard work in that band uh, always reminded me of the keyboard work in this band. So if if you wanted the Get Up Kids, but uh, much more driving riff-based uh, rock with both a male and female vocalist, 
so it just sounds like this fucking wall of sound. Uh, that's my recommendation. That's that's a band to go check out. They have an EP and an album, and they're both great. Um, for me, my recommendation is actually rather re- recent, 2016. Um, there's a band called Modern Baseball. Uh, their record, Holy Ghost, is... Uh, prob- uh, with me, it's more in the pop punk side of things of it, but uh, they don't have a don't have a keyboardist, but they have a they have it's uh, just a really great record. There's a there's a song called uh, called Mass on it, which makes me think of the Get Up Kids every time I hear it. Um, it's ma- called Mass, right? All right, Internet, prove me right. Yes, Mass. Um, and actually, apparently, there are keyboards on it, and I may have just not heard them on my over my phone. <laughs> but uh, but uh, definitely worth taking a listen. It's about twenty twenty five minutes of your life that you probably won't regret too much. Cool, Ben. Um, where can we find you on the internet, and can people buy your? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, so on. Twitter. Uh, if you look Eastman, uh, E-A-S-T-M-A-N, Dunn, D-U-N-N Press, uh, that is the Twitter handle for me and my writing partner. Um, most of our work, actually all of our work presently, is on the DMs Guild, dmsguild.com. Uh, if, you search, uh, if, if you search for uh, Benjamin L. Eastman or Matt Dunn on that, you can pull it up. Uh, we just put out a uh, short supplement called Mordenkainen's Compendium of Quirks, Volume 2. Uh, follow-up from our uh, first one that has over 1,200 downloads. Um, and then also, uh, I have a friend who's right now kickstarting a project that I may or may not wind up getting to write something for, or at least writing something after it gets kickstarted. Uh, the game's called Americana. Uh, it is a... Uh, it's a fantasy role-playing game in the 1950s that never was. Uh, so imagine a imagine the 1950s, sort of the the grease feel, the American graffiti feel, except for you've got orcs and goblins and dragon men, and uh, you also the, uh, purposefully the uh, designer of the game has tried to try to limit the amount of uh let's say very problematic things about the 1950s um uh so uh-huh. it's uh you can have certainly like you can certainly have uh opponents who are like foes who are a racist or sexist or bigoted in some sort of way but it, it you, the the setting as a whole sort of avoids that on a systemic level it's it's pretty cool uh it's about it's i think about 80% of the way towards funding. It's only a, a few days in it, but if you look up uh, Americana on Kickstarter or you take a look at Sandy Pug Games uh, you on Facebook or Twitter, you ought to be able to bring it up. Uh, check it out. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it, and it, it takes an awful lot to get a old soldier like me excited about, really, really this excited about something in role-playing. Cool, 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 cool. Brock, where are you on the internet? I am everywhere. I'm around you at all times. Got my fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> God, I love pies. I'd marry a fucking pie. Mm, pies. <laughs> um, yeah, I am uh, on Twitter at Brock Wilbur. Uh, check out my stuff there or anywhere else that you can find local Brock Wilbers. Um, I have podcasts uh, like Missouri Loves Company and Less Than Silent Hills and Carrying Into the Void. 
uh, and a new one that Terrence is going to edit as well. Everybody hire Terrence to edit your podcast. He real Give good at your money. words. He fix your words. He fix your sounds. He make your sounds. Those sounds, number one, tight now. Everyone's like, those, cl- those sounds so tight. Everything equalized, EQ'd. I, no one can tell it was raining here today, can you? You can't even hear the rain. That's right. You know who did that, Terrence? <laughs> you hear that? You hear that clapping noise? That's me slapping my hands together like money. You you can't hear it though now because he edited it out. That's what happened. <laughs> but then he had, he edited it back in. That's how these things go. Gotta gotta give give Char- Terrence that cheddar so he can put it over my mac and cheese. <laughs> everything it's like the end of a comedy special when they wrap a joke in they said at the beginning um you can find me on twitter at the black nerd you can listen to my other podcast called whatever we call it which is a weekly uh the news podcast but it's stupid news it's like news that you don't need uh like a like a snake puking up another snake or something like that uh just stuff you news you don't need from two idiots um and you can find me uh, streaming on Twitch on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Maybe some other days, if you're lucky. Um, and I also have a t-shirt store on Teespring, um, which you can find on my on my Twitter. Um, I think I think that's all I have to plug. Do I have anything else to plug? I don't have anything else to plug. Um, ben, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a thanks lot for of having fun. me. Uh, it was it was fun to revisit this album. If you like the show, please rate it on iTunes because rating and uh, doing all that stuff uh, helps with visibility. So people people will see the show and they're like, "Oh, I might, I might listen to that." Um, but yeah, <laughs> that is what our Thank listeners sound like. <laughs> no, I shouldn't <laughs> I insult like, them at the I, end. <laughs> I like I like podcasts. They're very soft spoken. They're like NPR uh, like NPR broadcasts. Um, but as always, we are the coolest kids and we take what we can get. Goodbye, thank you so very much, and I appreciate you guys listening. Alright, toodles. <laughs>